0: Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach B. King. What's happening? How are we feeling today? Have you taken a moment to drop in and check in with your emotions? If not, consider this your invitation. Take a breath, close your eyes, and just sink in, allowing whatever emotion to be there. Mm, feels good to be in your body, right? Ooh. Well, it's kind of crazy because the house is super quiet. (laughs) Brian went back to the office, which kind of bummed about because I really miss running into his office and doing a dance while he's on an important call with a client. And Benji, yes, Benji isn't home either. He's at daycare. But no, we're going to the Suns game tonight as I'm recording this. This is going to go live on Tuesday, but I'm going to game two tonight. So I always feel bad when Benji's at home alone, so I send him to daycare because then he just runs around for hours and hours and hours and hours, and then he comes home, and he's so tired. And If you have a dog or any sort of animal, nothing is better than just a sleepy, sleepy pet. Oh, they're so cute and snuggly. So he's at daycare, Brian's at work, and I'm just here holding down the fort. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I just made lunch, and I had... Very, very, very ripe bananas, so I made some banana bread, and now I'm recording a podcast. What a freaking awesome life. Oh, so lucky. I'm so lucky, and I have so much gratitude to take a step back on days like this and realize that all of the work that I share with you, I do myself, and when you really take a moment to slow down and look at the life that you've created, it's just so powerful. Just how powerful we are to co create, be a conscious creator. And that's why this work is so important because a lot of times we just go on autopilot and we're just going through life and we're checking the boxes and we're following the plan. And then you wake up one day and it just still doesn't feel enough because you're just following someone else's plan. You gotta, you gotta make way for yourself. So today I'm going into part two of what gets in the way of achieving your dreams and what gets in the way of your success. Let's get into it. So last week, we talked about failure, fear of failure, fear of failure. So we looked at the definition of failure. We looked at our thinking and how it creates a fear of failure. And then we talked about what gets in the way and the root cause a failure, um, and the fear of failure. And we kind of went over the questions to ask yourself to work through it. So I hope that after listening to last week's episode that I helped you understand and why it's good to embrace and not only embrace, but practice failing, failing early, failing often, failing forward. If you haven't listened to this episode, hightail back to last week, because this will make way more sense to you. Um, Yeah. So I I really hope that you changed a little bit, like just a tiny bit, the way that you think about failure, right? So especially if you view failure in a negative light, I hope that I like shined like a little bit of positive light on failure. Um, And I hope that you are starting to understand that failure leads to success, and how you can probably see how coaching can kind of help you with this problem. I love when I meet with my clients and we celebrate their epic fails. First of all, we have a container of safety and love. So it doesn't feel like failure because we get to look at it in a non judgmental way and find the lessons and the ways to learn from it. One of my clients who was actually my very first client, I, and she's been with me. <laughs> Literally, since day one, I have been with her through the highs and lows of getting into medical school, her first year of residency, and shifting over to a new program. And it was such an experience for her taking those tests and failing and learning from it and like the highs and the lows. And then I, it just, oh, it's just so amazing. And it just lights me up because when a client comes to me and tries something and fails, it's their opportunity to grow and that they know that they're learning something really important and they're that much closer to success. So this brief look into the fear of failure was an invitation for you to embrace the discomfort and stop self-sabotaging your progress. So now that we have an idea of fear of failure, we're going to dive deeper into fear itself. And I'm going to give you some exercises that you can use to help identify your fears and conquer them there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That is a quote, right? Let's dive into it. So I have explained that fear of unwanted feelings is often the factor in fear of failure, but I didn't really go into the psychology of fear in general. And we'll get into that because you'll learn how to identify fear that is valid, and then you'll learn to identify fear that's just holding you back, which is totally invalid. So by the end of the episode, I'm going to give you some easy action items to effectively recognize and banish your false fears. The kinds of fears that hold us down and keep us stuck and stop us from growing. Okay? Sound good? All right. So fear is the result. Of a mismanaged mind. So, if you've been hanging out with me for a little bit, or if you're just getting started, you know that I teach mindset. I teach people how to manage their minds. Like if we learn how to manage our minds, we get to live a phenomenal life. But our minds are the things that stand in our way. Literally, our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. And you get to choose how you want to perceive it based off of how you manage it. So, the ability to understand the psychology of fear is important to everyone because everybody, everybody experiences fear. There is not a single person in this world that does not experience fear. Even the people that are climbing the side of a mountain without any equipment, the people that are jumping out of airplanes, they also experience fear. Some people understand fear better than others. And these people don't use it as a reason to not become fully who they are and who they're meant to be. I I always find it so reassuring to look at a person that I admire that has created a life that they want. And what's so amazing is knowing that they are a human. They're a human just like me. And that means they also feel fear. They also feel fear. I look at people that I admire and I'm like, they've also felt that fear, especially the people that are incredible Thought leaders and public speakers, the ones that I admire and want to be like, they also feel the fear. So it's always reassuring to know that they have that as well because it's a primitive emotion. Now, I think talking about fear and how to overcome it, it's interesting because I don't think we talk about this enough. I don't think it's a conversation that we have. So let's add this to the list of normalize. Normalize talking about fear. Because when we like do talk about fear, it's like, it's just a given, right? We like say, I'm just too afraid to do that. Like it's a valid reason not to do the thing that you want to do. And what I'm here to offer you today is fear is not a valid reason for not doing something. It's not a valid reason for not taking action. It's not valid. It's literally not valid. You are playing small when you use fear as an excuse. In fact, fear is just a symptom and it's a symptom of a mismanaged mind. That's all. It just reflects that you're not managing your mind properly. So fear is an emotion. And where do our emotions come from? They come from our thoughts. Yes, yes, they do. I hear you on the other end because you've been listening. (laughs) Emotions come from our thoughts. Fear is an emotion that comes from our thoughts. So, remember how the fear of failure is often caused by a fear of experiencing an unwanted emotion? So, that's what happens. We are afraid of feeling an unwanted emotion. That's why we don't do things because we're afraid of how it's going to make us feel. So, when we think a thought that causes an emotion to occur, that means the fear that we feel comes from our thoughts in our minds and 90% of those fearful thoughts, they are totally irrational. Okay. So take a moment. If you're not driving, you're sitting and you have a pen, you're taking notes, I want you to write down, or you can just say this out loud. What is your deepest fear? What is your deepest fear? Okay. Now see if you can identify the thoughts that's causing the emotion because that's what it's creating from. Now I, I do want to mention that there is of course an exception because fear is a primitive emotion. It was, it's a part of our primitive mind because it kept us alive. So When we are in fight or flight, when we have a fight or flight response, that is when fear is not coming from a thought. Okay. So this is what happens when the thalamus processes a stimulus by inputting it into the amygdala before inputting it into the prefrontal cortex. So basically your amygdala, the part of your brain that's registering the stimulus, which is registering the fear, hijacks your prefrontal, which is the higher part of your brain. I like to refer to your prefrontal cortex as your higher self. So the amygdala gets a second head start over the more sensible reasoning process of the prefrontal. So you basically get hijacked. (laughs) Your brain gets hijacked. So an example of this would be like the other day I was walking Benji and it was kind of getting dark out and there was a stick in the road that was moving. And I swear to God, it was a snake. So I freaked out and I ran the other way. And like, there's definitely snakes in our neighborhood, but it, it didn't, it didn't require the dramatics. Like I got Super, it was super dramatic. Um, (laughs) and you know, what happened is my brain didn't have time to process that it was a stick, it just goes, Run, get the hell out of here! Because that is something that we've evolved to do, and it's been good for us, it helped us evolve as a species to be able to react and have the adrenaline pump through us to get us the hell out of the situation, right? Now that could have been a snake for sure. And even if it was, it really wasn't a threat, but back in the day, it could have been a tiger. It could have been a bear. It could have been something that really was a threat. So that part of our brain has helped us survive. It protects us. But in the case of the stick in the road, it was totally unnecessary for me to run away and be so dramatic. Like I could feel my stress (laughs) response, like move, like the adrenaline and cortisol was like pumping through my veins. And, uh, the thing is, my brain didn't know that it was unnecessary. So there are times where there's a stimulus that will completely bypass the thinking part of your brain. Now, we're not going to go into fight or flight reactions because that's not the majority of the fear that we experience, but know that is exactly what happens. So this is this is literally what, like if you get an email from your boss, you can often have a similar fight or flight response because you think that there's a threat. Um, So it's not to say that we don't create a similar unreasonable reaction in our body. When we're thinking fearful thoughts, we're actually creating a stimuli. And then by having that stimuli, by thinking a fearful thought, our bodies feel all sorts of fear. That's what's going on. So if you feel fear a lot, chances are it's just because you have a lot of thoughts that are creating it. Are you tracking? We good? I feel like I just let you in on a little secret because we create our fear. Let that sink in. We create our fear. That's a secret of the universe. Now you know it. In our day and age, fear is unnecessary about 90% of the time. Fear isn't something we need in our day to day lives. We're not, we're, we're, we have evolved so much as a society. Like, we don't need fear as much as we did. Like, thank goodness for fear because we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be evolved species, but we don't need fear. It's something that's a part of our evolution. But we can experience fear in a whole new way. And I think that's like step two, right? First is acknowledging that we create our fear. And the next is Experiencing it in a different way. It's one of those things we have to learn to live with because it's literally a part of us. It's a part of our evolution. But we also have to learn that it's no big deal and we are going to be okay and that we can take action even if we're experiencing fear. Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I know you're shaking your head. You're like, nope, not going to survive it. I'm here to say, yes, you can take action even when you're experiencing fear because there's nothing to be afraid of fear is harmless. Okay. So one of my favorite movies, (laughs) you're going to be shocked by this, is it, you know, with the clown, the scary clown. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it was terrifying. And, And it's funny because scary movies, like when you're watching a scary movie, you don't run out of the movie theater screaming, right? You know, it's a movie. You sit there and you say, this is not real. This isn't real. This isn't actually real. Like this is just pretend. These are actors, right? Now, in the movie It, terrifying, there's a scary clown that eats children. Okay. That's basically what it's about. But really the underlying message of It is about fear. And there's this part in It, I saw like the new one and I just was like, "Oh my god." When they've discover that the clown that they're terrified of can't actually hurt them if they're not afraid of him. I mean, that's brilliant. Fear can't hurt you if you're not afraid of it. And that's why it's so important to like understand that if you just accept that fear is a part of being a human, and then you do the things, even though you're experiencing it, you will live a phenomenal life. You will live phenomenal life. So just like if you go to a movie and you're like, this isn't real and it's scary, but you're like, this is not real life. You can use that same skill in your day to day. You're not going to die. You're going to be okay. You can send the email, right? You can put out your podcast. You can teach the spin class. You can put it, whatever it is that you want to do that you've been afraid of doing, you can do it and know everything's going to be fine nothing horrible or gruesome is going to happen. You just have to remind yourself that this is only a perception of danger and it isn't valid. It isn't useful fear that's going to save your life. So basically fear is only useful if it's going to save your life. All the other fear is completely invalid because the worst thing that can happen is feeling an emotion. So yeah, you might publish a podcast and it's a flop. So you're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel shame. But is that a reason not to do it? absolutely not. You might try out for spin instructor training and you don't make it. So you feel rejected. Feels terrible, but you're not dying. It's going to be okay. That's what we have to remember that no matter what, you're going to be okay. I promise you. I promise you, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to not feel great, but that's what it is to be a human. You're not supposed to feel amazing all day, every day, through every circumstance in our life, because that would just not be real. Being a human consists of feeling negative emotions as much as feeling positive. So fear can be transformed. And I think fear should serve you. Okay. So I'm going to explain what you can do with mismanaged fear. But first, I want you to dig in a little bit deeper into the difference between fear that serves you and fear that doesn't. So, one of the things that's really great about fear is that it gets us moving quickly. Like, if you're motivated by fear, it can really work to your advantage, right? We get that adrenaline, our muscles tensed up, we become more alert, we're like have stimulating energy, and we want to get the heck out of that danger, right? So, that's a good thing, unless we are sitting in our kitchen thinking about what someone might say to us at a party and we're having the same reaction. Like we're afraid of what someone is going to say to us, right? Or we're thinking about a work situation and we're having that same reaction. That's not useful, right? So that's where fear or creating fear with our minds does not serve us. Some would say we should honor our fear or coddle it. And I feel like coddling your fear is not what you want to do, but what you want to do is just feel the fear, Feel the fear because I know personally it's one of those emotions that most of us don't feel. I know I didn't, but as soon as I started feeling fear, I started doing things that I, I still am like. Who am I? Who is this person? Who have I become? But it's because I've been terrified and I still done it. I've still done the thing. I still launched the podcast, started the business, said yes to the speaking engagement, all these things that terrify me. But I still did it. I still showed up. And I don't have anything that is special over you. We all have the same brain. So I think that when we look at our excuses, they always tie back to fear. And I don't think fear is a reason or a valid excuse for not doing your work in the world. I am a believer that every single one of us has a special gift. It's true. You have magic secrets sauce. And you've been given an idea, you've been struck with inspiration, and then you don't do anything with it because you're so afraid. And that is not an excuse not to do the thing that you've been gifted the idea with. So when I ask clients, you know, why aren't you taking action? It's usually I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of success. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Listen, you can totally be afraid of failure. You can totally be afraid of success but you're going to do it anyway. Like you're going to need to do it anyway. I tell them this all the time. And I feel like sometimes my clients are like, why did I hire you? Because you're making me feel fear and do it anyway. It's so important that you just stop the drama and you just do it. You feel the emotion of fear and you take the action anyway, okay? Fear doesn't mean something has gone wrong. It means you're a human and you're wired for survival. So congratulations for being a human and not a robot. So up until very recent, humans like, we needed fear. Like humanity needed fear to get away from things that were going to eat us. And fear definitely still serves us in a lot of ways. Keeps us from jumping off cliffs, running into traffic, right? Driving fast on the freeway. Well, some of us. Um, So fear is still necessary, but in, in a much different way. So when you look at the fears that you have in your life, it's important to understand that Almost all of them are irrational. So I have a fear of public speaking. I also have a fear of not knowing what to say when I meet new people, and especially people that I think are way smarter than me, which is everybody. Because for most of my life, I felt very... Um, I felt dumb and broken and I had a broken brain. So this was an ongoing fear for uh, most of my life. And when I'm in a new environment that's uncertain to me, I have a lot of fear that in the past had held me back from making connections and meeting awesome people. And when I look back on this fear, I'm like, this is totally irrational. This was so irrational because the worst thing that could happen is they say, I don't want to talk to you. And really, when you break it down like that, it's really not that scary, you know, because what our brain does is when someone says something, they're afraid of what they're going to say. It's like, whatever I make that mean is about me, right? So if someone says, I don't want to talk to you, I make it mean that I'm worthless or not worthy or not deserving or I'm stupid or whatever. Like that doesn't have to do with them. <laughs> That's all on me. Because the truth is, people have the right to say and do whatever they want, and I can't control that. So there's definitely, you know, fears that we have that are irrational that don't just snap your finger and go away. Like I still have to work on my fear of public speaking every single time I public speak. And I just have learned that fear is just gonna be present. Like it's just like, hey, here's the emotion. I feel it. I'm just gonna do it anyway because it's not gonna control me because I know what it feels like in my body. So it's something that you're constantly working on. It's not like you check it off a list, you know, personal development, growth, all this is not like, check it off the list. You got to continue to work on it. So when I'm speaking of saying like, that's a fear, it's a fear. What I really mean, it's a thought that I'm like creating in my mind about fear, right? It's not that I'm letting, you know, choosing these thoughts. They just come up, like they just come up of like, I like, I am not prepared or I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm going to forget everything that I want to say. And people what people are going to laugh at me. Those thoughts are going to come up. So it's not like I'm cr- deliberately choosing these thoughts, but it's important to work through the emotion when the thoughts create that fear. Okay. So now hopefully you're like, I have your attention. Maybe you're like, Feeling like the edge of your seat because you want you want to take action. There's something you've been wanting to do and you haven't taken action on. So what's next? What's next, Brittany? So how can I work on the thoughts that create the fear? Okay. So what are we going to do about them? First and foremost, by simply accepting that fear is a part of your life and that irrational fear is going to be a part of your life, that's going to help you move forward. Okay? Fear does not mean stop. Fear does not mean stop. In fact, fear (laughs) means go. Fear means keep going. You don't have to be fearless before you take action. In fact, sometimes taking action while you're acknowledging your fear is the most powerful thing that you can do. This is what I want you to do with that fear. I want you to understand it so you can find its cause from your thoughts. Because once you understand your thoughts, then you can start managing your mind and managing your fear. So you need to figure out the thought patterns that are causing the fear and then change them. Now, it's not that simple because you're not gonna be able to change them immediately because they're deeply patterned thoughts, okay? So you need to take action anyway. So once you understand your thoughts, you're not gonna be like, well, let me just thought swap and put in a little pretty thought. No, that's not how it works. You have to do the work. You have to journal. Ask yourself questions. Get coaching on it. There's so much more that goes into it. But the thing that you can do in that moment is take action. And you're like, no, Brittany, I don't want to take action. But let me tell you why you should take action. Now, when you're take when the reason why I think you should take action while you're still feeling fear, because you know it's illogical and totally irrational, is to prove that this particular feeling of fear is irrational and to know what it feels like okay because i don't think most of us know what fear actually feels like because as soon as we start experiencing fear we resist it so we know what resisting fear, fear feels like which quite honestly feels way worse than act the the vibration itself so this is very important. This is so important. You have to do the action to get used to feeling the fear and I, and acknowledging that it's totally irrational and you're not going to die. I think that the more we work on it, the less intense it will be. I think that this isn't something you ever master. I think it's just something you understand and work with anyway. So other reasons why taking action when you're feeling fear is important when you take action and you put it all out there, afraid and all, all those irrational fears that you have get proven wrong. So you're able to get out there. You're able to launch the product, do the podcast, do the speaking engagement, whatever it is. And when you do it, you can see that you're not going to get killed by a tiger. And that's really exciting. You know, you're going to be fine. You know, you're going to be fine. I was on a group coaching call the other day and one of the gals was talking about a show that she was watching and they were talking about exposure therapy because um, one of the people on the shows had a traumatic experience and the way that the person was actually overcame the fear that she created was being exposed to the thing. So, you know, that's how, people are treated with severe phobias, which is like a full-on irrational fear. And when you use exposure therapy, it's helping them be exposed to the fear in a safe environment. So snakes, spiders, I mean, there's just a lot of irrational fears. I'm learning more and more about those daily. But when you're in a safe environment, you learn that it's totally irrational to be afraid of them. So this is really powerful therapy because it allows them to make new and less fearful associations with the creatures or the experience. So we can do the very same thing. We can expose ourselves to irrational fears and learn that they're not that scary. When you think about the things that we're afraid of, they're very irrational. So public speaking, I talk about this a lot, but I really had a debilitating fear of public speaking. I changed my major from communications because I did not want to speak in front of people. Um, But what's ironic is then I started teaching spin, which is public speaking. And then I started teaching workshops and leading seminars and retreats. And the more I've been exposed to it, the more I've realized the fear is completely irrational. The, the reason why we have a fear of public speaking is because we're terrified of having someone see us in a certain way. But when you think through what's the worst thing that could happen, you get there up on the stage and everybody's laughing at you. If you think about it, you're not really in harm's way. You're not going to die. Yet some people are more afraid of public speaking than they are dying. Like public speaking is the number one fear. It's crazy, but you're not going to die. Worst thing that happens is you feel embarrassed. You feel an emotion. Can't hurt you. So There is this like illogical crisscross that's happening. Think about all the things that you're afraid of, like whether it comes to your work, maybe you want to start a business, your personal life, meeting new people, trying something new. When you're really afraid, what you're really afraid of typically has nothing to do with life or death. It has nothing to do with whether you think you're going to survive or not. The main thing that we're afraid of are of our creation. The main thing we're afraid of is our creation, our own feelings. That's our creation because it comes from our thoughts. So when we think about public speaking, for example, and we think about making a mistake and everyone laughing at us, what we're actually terrified in that situation is feeling humiliated, feeling embarrassed, feeling rejected. That's what we're afraid of, not life or death. We're afraid of an emotion that we create with our mind. Come on. Seriously. So wild. So as soon as a feeling that is created from our thoughts comes through, we don't really think it through. We don't really think about what's happening. We just stop. We just stop. We literally stop. We don't move forward. And when you're taking action, when you are still feeling the fear, you're actually developing the skill, right? You might still have the fear present, but you're still developing the skill of feeling the fear and doing it anyway, because not doing it is not not doing it because you're afraid is not an excuse. So when we really get into this a little bit deeper, it's important to know that most people don't know what fear feels like. I think we all know what resistance of fear feels like, right? They know we know when fear comes up, but when fear comes up, we literally avoid it or push it away. But what happens, like what any vibration shows up in our body, we actually hold on to it. It stores. It stores in our body. And that's why processing and feeling emotions is so important. So we're not continuing to experience that vibration without knowing what it is. (sighs) It's so interesting, right? Let's talk about, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here because I want to talk about what to do with our fears, some tangible action steps. Okay. So the most important thing that you can do to address your fears is take a few minutes and consider what you're really afraid of. So I recommend grabbing a journal and writing at the top of it. What am I afraid of? And then I want you to fill that paper up. Are you afraid of running out of money? Are you afraid of becoming obese? Are you afraid of becoming a cat lady? Are you afraid of being alone? Are you afraid of hurting someone? Are you afraid of losing someone? Are you afraid of being irrelevant? Like, what are you afraid of? And I want you to look at those fears. And when you finish, you are going to have a list of all of the thoughts that cause the fear. And I want you to look at each and every one of them, right? You may have written, I think someone's going to hurt me. I'm afraid of being turned down. I'm afraid of being rejected. I want you to go through each word, each thought, and try to determine if it's a logical fear or not. What are you really afraid of? If you allow yourself to experience that fear, access that thought, notice whether it's holding you back in your life. Do you have any fears that are holding you back? This is the best thing. This is so good. And it's, amazing when you write down all your fears because it reveals your mind to you you get a visual of what's going on in your mind and it's easier to understand that thought process that needs to change that's why it's so powerful to write it down so after this episode grab your pen and i want you to go through that exercise it's such a fun experience because once you see the thoughts that are creating the fear it literally shifts the vibration in your body and it can show you what is possible because now you no longer are being held back by that fear. Okay. So, wrapping up part 2 of what gets in the way about fear. The truth is fear, it's not a big deal. Just like any emotion, it's a vibration in your body caused by a thought. In fact, some of us like experiencing fear on purpose. I mean, think about it. We watch scary movies. We jump out of airplanes. We go on roller coasters, right? We like to watch other people be afraid. We like to scare people, jump out of the bushes and scare them. (laughs) Like We do things to cause us to experience fear. And I think it's one of the most powerful things in the world to overcome. I think if you learn how to overcome fear, you will be unstoppable. I think it's where all of the goodness is. Really, When you think about it, everything you want in your life is on the other side of fear. Everything you want is on the other side of that fear that you're creating. So if you're creating that fear, then really what you want is not that far off. When I look at most of the things in my life that I want and the reasons why I don't have them, it's because I'm afraid to do the work that it's going to require me to get them. That's it. So that means that I need to get out of my own way, change my thoughts Overcome my fear and I will get that thing. And it's really not that hard. All I have to do is overcome it and I'm going to be all set. And so will you. So, the last thing I want to bring up is an important distinction. So, I'm going to talk about uncertainty versus fear because sometimes people might come to me and say, I don't think it's fear that's holding me back. I think it's something more just like I'm not sure what to do and I just don't understand what the right decision is. And I just wish that I knew how everything was going to play out that happens. And I'm sure you've maybe been thinking that throughout this episode. So just as with avoiding the fear of failure, false uncertainty is how many of us avoid feeling any fear. So we need to identify and overcome the fear in order to get the result that we want. So instead of acknowledging and owning that fear, we hang out in front of it and tell ourselves that we are confused and we don't know what to do. We can't decide and we're indecisive. No, that's another way to avoid fear. So as long as we're saying that to ourselves, we have an excuse and then we don't move forward through our fear. Now, I can't, I'm not going to stop reminding you. You're going to hear me say this all the time. You can't avoid fear and get anywhere. You can't get around it. You can't get under it. You can't get over it. You can't resist it. You can't pretend that it's not there. It's going to be there. You have to go through it. (laughs) You can't go through it if you're telling yourself you're confused or uncertain or unsure. You can't go through it if you're telling yourself you don't know what the right decision is. The reason why you don't want to make a decision is because you're afraid you'll make the wrong decision. And the reason why you don't know something is because you haven't figured it out. And there's a reason why you haven't figured it out. Don't let those avoidance thoughts keep you from experiencing fear. Fear is something that you want to walk with, talk with, embrace, explore, be curious about, open. It's literally going to open up your mind. It's going to help you understand yourself so much better. If you allow yourself to feel it, then you can ask yourself, why am I feeling it? So go on, my friend, go on. I want you to go identify your fears today, write down all of the things you're afraid of and identify which ones are valid and which ones are totally irrational. And then get to work, work through those fears. Don't resist them. Feel them, feel them, feel them. Remember we're all human, every single one of us, and we all create our own fear nobody is fearless. People who live the life they want are the ones who don't use fear as a reason or excuse to stop. And let me tell you today, you are one of those people. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening to me rant about fear. I obviously love talking about this topic and I love that you're listening. If you need help overcoming your fear, I am so here for you. I love this topic so much. I can help you see what's going on in your mind, what's creating the fear, and how to overcome it. That is exactly what I do and what I love working with clients on. So if you're interested in coaching, I got two spots. I got two spots for July. got two spots for July and then things are getting reworked over here at Silverwatch wellness. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, you just want, you're just curious about how I can help you overcome your fear. hop on a call. There's a link in the show notes and I just can't wait to connect with you. I want to help you overcome that fear. All right. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful, 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 beautiful day until next time. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it. My friend,